When life throws you a curveball, how are you going to handle adversity? Welcome to the Fearless Mindset Podcast, where you're about to go on a journey as I interview security, business, and entertainment leaders on what it takes to stay fearless. I'm your host, Mark Ludlow, and enjoy today's episode. And for my viewers out there that are listening to this, I am with Ken from Felter police officer with Grants Pass Police Department, and this is Mark Ludlow, host of the Fearless Mindset, and just put that plug in there. Yeah. Keep absolutely. on rolling. Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, keep on going. we got good content. Yeah, so we got, we're actually doing a double podcast right now. Absolutely. So <laughs> I'm on your podcast. You're on my podcast. Exactly. I've got the What's a Hero podcast. Uh-huh. You've got the Fearless Mindset podcast. Exactly. Right. And you have, you have uh you're on you're on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and all those guys, right? All those platforms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I know what I'm doing? No, I don't think <laughs> any. I, well, you know, I, I like to say I don't think anybody does. There's there, there's people out there that are you look at YouTube or you look at all these. They're like, oh, I've been doing this. I got a hundred fifty thousand. I've been this. I've been doing. Now that's some, that's insane. some motivation. But right. a lot of those guys, the big guys that are in the millions of dollars income, they have whole teams. Yeah. Doing their Instagram, Twitter. I mean, they have like, they call advertising or media consultants mm-hmm. that do all that for them. Oh. I mean, it's paid. They do content, uploads, and I'm just me doing stuff. Yeah. Me and, me too. I, I am, I'm the What's the Hero podcast yeah. is this guy right, right here. And um, I have a team of this guy, and I have uh, some secretaries called this guy. There you go. <laughs> Self funded. Stuff by like, you. yeah, yeah. I, my bankrolling is, so my advertising is, uh, is I have to go to work. There you go. <laughs> that's how I advertise. That's how I make my money. Yeah. Um, but so I edit my own stuff. I go through all this stuff and you know what? It's, it's actually kind of cool. It's a little passion project sort of thing. Sure. Cause as you look through and you see people doing it and there's, there's millions of podcasts out there. there I is. get it. I get it. And you know, if you want to spend time listening to ours, thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate that. And that's it. And I'd love to chit chat with you. You got questions for me. I'd love to answer anything you want to ask me. I mean, how tall are you? Oh, five six. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not very. Anyways, you know, there's there's all these different things that I want to, you know, that oh, I appreciate people putting their, spending their time on listening to us and and doing all these things. And as time goes, you know, I'd um like to be able to just make this thing grow and be bigger and be better and. And, you know, if there's things that people say, hey, you know, you could have done this different and you could have done that. Different. Oh, good. Good to know. I my ego is not so huge. You know, I'm it's not. That's a learning process. <clears throat> yeah. It's a, I mean, when I first launched this summer, it was such a high, steep learning curve. And what I did 10 percent of the time was I, I'd watch Joe Rogan. Yeah. I'd watch how what his style was, how he did things. Mm-hmm. And then I might then it came to me like. He's just being himself. Yeah. He's just talking. Right. He's two guys having a, a conversation at a table in a studio talking about life. That's yeah. all it was. Yeah. And, you know, he's pretty smart, pretty sharp guy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you sit down, get a microphone, a headset on, and just talk. Yeah. But it's not that hard. I think what people have a problem with is they get that fear element, like the fear element we had before we go into boot camp in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. we're going to get killed and slaughtered. Well, the only fear you have on a podcast is what will people think about me when I'm doing this? Right. If you can flip that switch off and just be you and have fun with it, don't care. Don't care what your haters will say. Yeah. Just roll with it. Tell your stories. 
Yep, and that's and that's all I want to do. You know, I've, I don't know how many times I've sat there. I used to work in a in a in a mill, like a lumber mill. Ooh. I made plywood, and I worked. Rough. Yeah, I, I did that for a long time, and it and I, I've been I've been a logger, and you know I've done some hard hard jobs. Yep. And uh, but there's a point when I'm in the mill, and I'm just taking sheets of veneer, and I'm putting it in the machine, and waiting for it to go. There's a lot of time to think, and I'm thinking, man, I, there's I get all these little thoughts. Ideas. How do I get those out? You know, I can put it on Facebook. And obviously at that point we didn't have Facebook, Twitter, no, Instagram. We didn't have any of that stuff. Right. But any free time that I have now and I'm sitting there thinking of different things, you know, I'm like, gosh, that's that's fantastic. That's that's what I want to be able to I want to be able to how do I how can I say this to somebody? You know, or how do I tell this story? Where where do I have that opportunity to tell this story? And I've done some public speaking over the last three years, um, specifically. And I've learned to love public speaking. And I, that's something that I, I've, I've had a kind of passion for as well, that I want to I wanna get up there and, and motivate people and encourage people. And that's what I want to do with life is, yeah. is in, get in front of groups of people, encourage them and motivate them, and then get down to their level and be with people. Because I'm no better than anybody else. Right. But be right next to somebody. So if I can encourage or motivate somebody that's next to me, you know, a brother or sister, somebody that I you know, that I know, go to church with, see in the store or whatever. Now, do I get upset and are there people that are just jerks in life that you're just like, oh my gosh, who, who let this person out of their cage? Right. You know, it frustrates me. However, I'll still sit back and think, okay, how can I, how can I motivate them? How can I encourage them to be a better person? And there's sometimes I just think I have no idea, but other times, you know, I'd like to be able to go say something. And, to, and y- there's some people you just can't walk up to and be like, hey man, yeah, I love you. And they're like, dude, get away from me. I don't know you. You're right. Mm-hmm. But with with a podcast, it's cool because you can just open it up and be like, hey, I, uh, you know, here, I've got, I've got some things to stay, say. And if, if it works for you, great. I'm just dropping a pebble in this pond and hoping the ripples will go out and affect you in a positive way. Yeah, good way to explain it. Perfectly. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember, um, I mean, you're very talented, <laughs> not only law enforcement and Marine Corps, but that video production you guys did with Grants Pass Police Department? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ken was behind all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You produced that. Yeah, you can find that. It's on YouTube, on the Grants Pass Department Public Safety uh, YouTube page. And it's just a, it's a, gosh, what? How many, did that take you guys a year to do that? No, two weeks. Two weeks. You did that viral video in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Did two. that hit a million? I don't know. I Honestly, I don't remember. I saw that thing shared so many times on Facebook, but I was... The content yeah. and yeah, the I was, music, I was like, whoa, this guy's got talent. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm, I, you know, almost, I guess I'm almost, it's trepidatious to say this, right? But uh, I was the director. The director, okay. You know, because it was more or less my job because I was a public relations officer. Sure. And, and so it was, they're like, hey, we need to get this done. You can do it. Uh, okay. Because everybody else was doing it, right? Every other department across the country they was doing a lip sync true. Yeah. challenge thing. And so we get challenged, and so I go ahead and we start working out. So they're like, hey, we got to figure out how we're going to do it. Okay. Um, I have no idea. So we hired a guy, um, Mr. Kennedy, Joshua Kennedy. He lives he lives in Grants Pass. He's a, he's a, he had his, he just graduated from film school or whatever up in Portland, moves down here to open his business down here. And he comes down here and he, He's uh, we're like, how do we do it? And he's he gave us a price, and it was like, okay, we can we can pay that. So he filmed, he did all this different stuff, and he was saying, how about you do this, do this? So he did all the 
that sort of stuff. But I was right. like, what I'd like to do is we're going to use these songs. I'd like to have this thing, and here we've got this. And so we brought them into our dispatch center. We brought them in. We brought people in on their days off. Right. And we choreographed dancing. <laughs> and they have concerts in the park in Grants Pass yeah. in the summertime. And so we commandeered that. I got a hold of the people that were that were doing concerts in the park, and I said, hey, can we mm-hmm. can we do this during the breaks of the, of the band? And they're like, yeah, sure. So we got in there, and we did like three or four takes. And I told the people, I got up on stage, and I said, hey, we're going to be doing this, and you're all going to be in it. So we had drones, and we had this, well, drones of Josh Kennedy's. He sure. he got some drones in there. So he was filming this, and he had all that stuff like that. But I'm saying we want to get this here, and we're going to do it again. Let's go again. And so, yeah, and it was it was fun. It was fun. And I think if I could go back and do it again, I would have not so much of me in it. But I was like, no, I was, think. you know, I there was... I was the only one that was always there, right? And so they're like, "Oh, we need we need another scene of something X Y Z here," and we're like, "Like, well, who can do it? Well, everybody already left. Ah, well, you're still in uniform. You do it." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I, you know, jump in the top of the rig, or I go in the, you know. But there's, I, I, if I could go back and do it, I'd, I'd take me out. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of. You definitely have a talent. Yeah, so it was it was fun. I mean, for you to direct and do the choreography, that that's a skill set that most police officers don't have. And I still had to go be a cop. After we'd film, we'd start at like 4 in the morning. What? Yeah, we'd do some scenes at 4 in the morning. So like nighttime stuff. That wasn't at nighttime. That was in early morning. Oh, for the sun. It was like lot. 3 and 4 in the morning. Oh, brutal. And so I'd go in and work with, with graveyard shift or whatever and do that. Wow. And then I'd still have to work my shift that day and, and go do stuff. And I was trying uh, to figure out, I'm like, who the heck put this together? They must have some sort of Hollywood background. I no, was impressed. No, I've watched, I, you know, as a kid, I watched a lot of movies. Okay. Watch <laughs> a lot of stinking movies, you know, and I look back and I'm like, okay, you've consumed a lot in your life. You got to start producing. <laughs> you got to produce some stuff. That was a magical. Yeah. So Maybe you have a little bit of your daughter in you too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, there's some good stuff in there. So yeah. But. The creativity arts of Hollywood. Yeah, I know. Like I said, I wanted when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be in movies and stuff like that. So maybe that's just maybe you have a little bit of Clint Eastwood DNA in your blood somewhere. Yeah, that, that was a great video. I mean, that thing was shared so many times. Yeah, I mean, I had people looking at it in the East Coast. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it was just fun to do. It's fun to do, and I think the people that did it too. The, you know, here's the best thing that happened with it is it developed within our department a. Uh, it gave some camaraderie and it lifted some spirits because sure. there was a, there was a time when it was just motivation and, and morale was just in the tanker. Right. Oh, okay. And, uh, people just going to work, just go do my job and just leave me alone. And you know, you get doing something fun like that. People are like, oh, all right, you know, I breaks the ice, you know, and we have fun doing it. And so it, it added some morale to things and yeah. it added some, you know, it, was it the, is everything hunky dory all the time? No, no, no. It's, that's just life. But it started some, it started some stuff mm-hmm. and maybe actually once again, it was another pebble, sure pebble in the pond, you know, but it was, it was fun to do and it, and it added some, added some morale and some, some team, you know, that you always talk about the, the team, uh, um, what are those things they, they do when they team building, right? Right. It, it added some of that w- without having to do any trust falls. That's pretty remarkable. <laughs> Team building with the shooting a video. Oh. Yeah. I'm talking with Mark Ledlow and 
the Fearless Mindset Podcast. You can find me on YouTube, Mark Ludlow, and Instagram, Mark David Ludlow, and Twitter, I forgot, and uh, LinkedIn, Mark Ludlow. <laughs> yeah, just, you, we're you, having stories. We're sharing stories right. of the Marine Corps days. Ken's uh, production of Grass Pass PD video that went viral that he the helped. Lip Sync Challenge, yeah, yeah. Lip Sync Challenge, and now Ken's doing his uh, podcast of of our heroes and stories they have to share so i'm happy to join them on this project yeah so anyways that was that was what it was in the yeah i mean that was the lip sync challenge and it was fun it was fun to do and then um we've just done lots of stuff like things you know i really enjoyed you know getting to do the public relations type stuff and so that helps so yeah you definitely have a knack for the entertainment the arts side of your personality that's by the way your daughter's in new york doing what she's doing yeah it could be yeah it could be yeah i mean she can sing i i can't but you know i yeah i don't know i like to think that i could and then i I had this one girl at church she go she says to me she (laughs) goes uh, uh, i was sitting behind the drums because i played drums at church and she's like uh but you're tone deaf Oh. You know she's she's like seventeen, <laughs> so it, there's no very direct. I don't I don't care what you people people think. I'm seventeen. I'll live forever. Yeah, cool. But there you uh, go. I I get it. But I think she's like, well, no, I don't mean it like that. Like, I I get it. I, maybe I am tone deaf. But I was talking with my daughter, and she said, I said, let me ask you this: Can anybody learn to sing? She and she's like, yes, I think anybody can learn to sing. Okay. I said, really? I said like. She goes, yes, I think you put the effort into it. You're not born not being able to sing. Everybody can sing. No, is it, is it always going to be, are you going to be like the top of the best? No, no, no. But you can learn to sing, everybody, and if you put some time into things. And it's like anything. Some people take longer to do some things than others. You take like a like a top athlete in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. They They have a talent, and they just build that talent. And so that's why they're the cream of the crop. You take anything else that anybody else does, they can be they can be good at something, maybe not have a talent in it, but they work to be okay at it. You know, so I I I like to think that there's a chance I could sing one day, but that means I have to put something aside <laughs> that I'm doing because I I have a lot of irons in the fire. You, you do. Know? How many irons in the fire do you have? You know, five or six, but Whoa. they take some time. You get bored easy. Yeah, because I'll, you know, I'm obviously I work every day. Well, not every day. I work. You did what? Seven days straight. I last did. Week? I, yeah, this last week, seven days straight. Whoa. I Four-hour shifts. Is that what you guys do? Yeah, we do twelves. Okay. You know, I not every one of those days was twelve. I, you know, I went in, filled in for some guys that were out and stuff like that. So, yeah, sure. uh, you know, maybe a seven, eight-hour day or six-hour day or whatever. But so you got, I got work. I, I teach karate, or I'm assistant instructor at, at the karate dojo I go to. Um, and that's at the uh, Martial Arts Training Center with uh, with Del Saito down in Grants Pass. Um, and then, uh, let me see, I'm also I, I'm uh, an elder at my church. Play, play drums at my church. Okay. So I'm always, always practicing the drums. And you saw my drum set, so it's not, t- it's not too tiny. Um, and then, you know, above that... I, you know, you work out every day. You got to make sure things are mm-hmm. on the ball. Right. So not just are you, am I going to work, but I got to get up and, and work out before that day. So, wow. so three thirty, three thirty every morning usually. Ooh, that's dedication. 
<laughs> You're a dedicated Marine, Jarhead. Yeah. It never left your mind. Yeah. And then, you know, you got to think about, you know, what's my downtime? Do I have downtime? You don't have much downtime. But I like to spend time with my wife. You know, yeah. I like to, you, you, you got to, I've got to, I've got to water that plant. You, you know. do. Yeah. She's, she's important to me. So. You make, grow that relationship. You yeah. got to water it. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, life is just what it is. So I have fun with it and it's, it's a good time. And you going back to going back to I guess since we're doing dual interviews, you sure. ask me some stuff. I'm asking you some stuff. Okay. You know? I I recall you had a kind of a major incident here two or three years ago, four years ago. Something major happened in your life. Oh, my dad's brain cancer. Yeah. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. You know, I, I explain it to people that it's kind of like this. You have Marine Corps boot camp. Mm-hmm. You have Hell Week with Buzz training. Mm-hmm. It's in that hell. Yeah. It's uh, the beauty of that was having a relationship with my dad I never had before. And I believe God gave me that time because mm-hmm. it's weird. I, all I have said, I had this business that brought me income to live on to help my dad out. And like God gave me this idea years ago. You know, Mark, maybe you should have a business partner and do security contracts and have business coming in and doing security. What a great idea. Yeah. And you don't realize it then, but you're given that idea and that thought in your head because you're going to need to use that later down the road. You don't know that. Right. But all of a sudden a thought comes in your head, a, a seed. Well, that seed became a plant. That plant grew, grew and produced fruit. And that fruit was business income. So I can, you know, my dad got diagnosed. It was weird. I was home from a trip, I, I did a business trip in LA, I came back, and I was sleeping in my sister's bedroom, and then all of a sudden I hear my sister yelling, Mark, Mark, Dad's yelling for you. I'm like, huh, three in the morning, huh? I'm disoriented to get up. Sure. My dad's shaking behind the recliner, standing, mm-hmm. shaking. Mm-hmm. And I know he had congestive heart failure, <coughs> but that's not congestive heart failure. So I lowered him to the ground, you know, we put him in the recliner. I had to call the fire department at three in the morning. Yeah, for lift assist and all that stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. So they came over and did that. Not a problem. They're happy to do it. Yeah. Big four of them because my dad was like 350 pounds. He's yeah. huge. I couldn't do it. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? We better go to the hospital. So we take him over to Rogue Valley Medical Center because we just don't trust Three Rivers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, nothing against Three Rivers, but. They they get they they have some good hearted people. Well, I think that I don't know I don't know the full thing. I think they may be limited by their size and their I scope think you're too. Right. So their specialties. Yeah, and they're they're a good trauma place. I'm sure Three Rivers is, but I, I wanted to go where the specialists were. Sure. So we went over there. I drove him over there, and he within 20 minutes we got him in there. He was already back. I'm like, uh oh. And then, and then that uh, saw the doctor, and uh, he tells me. Yeah, your dad's got a tumor a, a tumor in the front of his skull, frontal lobe, the size of a tennis ball or whatever it was. If you don't take it out by a week, he's going to be dead. Jeez. It was almost like I had four drill instructors jumping on me, chewing me out. Right. And had a four-by-four four hit me upside the head. Yeah. My, my whole head was just literally spinning of all these thoughts and emotions. Yeah. I'm like, is this real? Is this happening to me? Yeah. I'm like, okay, Lord, now what? 